In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And thanks, everyone, for being here today. Do you ever wonder what separates an entrepreneur from an extraordinarily successful entrepreneur because there is a difference you know not all business owners are extraordinarily successful and we can measure that in any number of ways i'm going to let you be the judge of that but some really really stand out you know you may have a great idea and you may feel very very passionate about that idea and and your passion runs deep in your business but it's possible that you haven't yet found your path to great success. So I put together some golden rules of successful entrepreneurs to help guide you. I did this article in Inc. and my column in Inc. on Inc.com, I don't know, six or seven weeks ago, and it received some nice attention. And so I thought, why don't we expound a little bit on this article and just have a chat about it? And so I invite you to call in if you are an entrepreneur who has questions or a wannabe entrepreneur or if you consider yourself someone who is extraordinarily successful as a business owner, an entrepreneur, an executive, a mom, a dad, whatever it is, and uh, talk to us about it during today's show. The number to call is 866-404-6519. I would love to chat with you at 866-404-6519 today. If you have something to add or if you have some questions, if you feel like maybe I should be more extraordinarily successful, what am I doing wrong? We can certainly chat about that. You know, and as I said earlier in the show, a successful entrepreneur could be defined and measured in a number of different ways by a number of different standards. And of course, money seems to be the most common measurement, right? You know, we hit a certain mark and we can consider ourselves successful or we are able to support our family through our own business and we can consider ourselves successful. I think there are a lot more things to consider when we're looking at ourselves in particular to, uh, you know, to be aware of our success level. And, and that's one thing that I'd really like to chat about today a little bit. You know, what, what makes you feel successful? That is the very first question that I ask on my coaching intake form is that I say that success is measured in many different ways and seen in many different ways by 
by people all over the world. So what is important about success to you? Define success. I don't know exactly how I say it, but it's, it's, you know, it's asking people to define what success means to them because we do all measure it differently. Now, one thing I will tell you is that in, oh, I'd say about 90, at least 90% of the cases when an entrepreneur answers that question, there is a very strong value that comes into play for them. So I see this on almost all of my coaching intake questionnaires, and that is some form of freedom, whether they say financial freedom or freedom in general. Freedom is very, very important to entrepreneurs as a whole. In fact, I received an email from one of my clients this morning, Jessa, who is just a dear, and she has a dream of owning her business and running her business, but traveling the world at the same time with ease, traveling the world and being able to see things that are amazing and important to her, but still having an extraordinarily successful business. And so with her email, Jessa sent me a picture of her her temporary office, the view from her temporary office. Well, you know how sometimes people complain because they have offices, a cubicle without a window? Well, Jessa doesn't have a window. That's because she's sitting on a beach, on a beautiful, beautiful beach overlooking the ocean with her little laptop in her lap running her business. Isn't that just amazing? Just amazing. And I am so proud of her. And so that's what Jessa considers freedom, is the freedom to work anytime from anywhere and enjoy her life and what she's doing. And I think that pretty much describes the most common entrepreneurial dream. So remember that success isn't just measured by money. Now, you know, I have, I have some past clients and clients and people I know, and I'm sure you know them too, who don't necessarily make a lot of money, but they're still living in their dream. They're still achieving the things that are important to them. They're still traveling. They're still doing whatever it is. Um, I had an opportunity to take a little road trip with, with my brother and his wife this weekend, and uh, Gary and Rose are bicyclists, and they have taken their tandem recumbent almost around the world. They took a, a year long hiatus from work and they traveled to the most amazing places and they know a couple who's been doing this for eight years eight years and so you think well gosh how how can they support themselves even if you're on a bicycle and you don't have to pay for gasoline there are food expenses and repair expenses and lodging expenses from time to time and uh, so they said that they are doing affiliate marketing. This other couple is doing affiliate marketing. And so they're selling products online that they haven't even created and getting a commission for those products. And that's how they're living their dream. Do they make tons of money? Probably not. But they're making enough money to support the lifestyle which they choose to enjoy today. And would they consider themselves extraordinarily successful? Absolutely they would, because they are, most definitely. 
So successful entrepreneurs, in my experience, extraordinarily successful entrepreneurs, build on life lessons rather than resent and resist them. And, you know, and a good example of that is, is, a, is a failure. I mean, I have a business failure in my past. Excuse me. And I don't really even look at it as a failure anymore because I've learned to embrace what happens and learn from it. And it makes me a better coach. And the experiences that I had during that time in my life were phenomenal. And you know what? I wouldn't take it back for, for all the money in the world. And so allowing any resentment to resolve itself and letting go of that resistance is so important. And these entrepreneurs, demonstrate a truly keen wisdom, often beyond their years, which we're going to learn more about. We're going to have a great example of that later in this podcast when one of my clients calls in with her success, and she truly is extraordinarily successful in, in, in any right. Now, perhaps these people are really shrewd in the boardroom, but these extraordinary entrepreneurs follow their hearts. They don't work strictly from the brain mode. They follow their heart, and for that, they're rewarded in many ways, including wealth. And yet, these people seem to remain accessible and grateful and truly committed to their vision. And with the onset of social media, it's most certain that they can remain more accessible. I mean, I get in my email box several times a week an email from LinkedIn. I'm following Richard Branson on LinkedIn. And so I get to use him as a virtual mentor. I get to learn about the way he thinks and the way he makes his decisions because he writes these articles and they're published on LinkedIn. Don't you love that? Don't you love how how accessible someone of his caliber and his success level is to the everyday average Joe. I love it. And I think it's it's phenomenal. And when entrepreneurs take the time to offer their savvy and the, the business acumen and their personal valuable insights, it's it's just it helps all of us. It helps all of us. So the six qualities that I see in extraordinarily successful entrepreneurs, people I've coached, people I've interviewed for this podcast and for Inc. are as follows. Now, keep a little checklist. How many of these do you possess? Okay. Number one, they face their fears head on. They face their fears head on. Now, if anyone has ever told you that being an entrepreneur is not scary, they have lied to you. Okay, because being an entrepreneur is scary. It's scary and it can be lonely. It can be truly, truly lonely. And you're making decisions that that no one else is going to feel the impact of but you because you're the person in control and you're the one who, you know, when push comes to shove, is responsible for these decisions. So it can be scary. And Remember that entrepreneurs who are truly living the dream have learned not only the strategic maneuvers that take their businesses to six and seven figures and and even beyond that, but they've also honed the character strengths associated with leadership and success. One of those strengths is the ability to identify and work through those internal barriers. 
Okay. And those barriers certainly include fear. These extraordinary people know that it's not a lack of funding or any external circumstances that prevent their growth. They know that the only true limit is in their own limiting belief system and all of the fears that we associate with that belief system. So the extraordinary entrepreneur is able to set aside that ego, right? The ego, the the thing that fear operates from. And here she explores those fears and successfully either releases them, you know, they identify them, they explore them, discovery process here, they release them and move on. They move forward in spite of them. And when we come back, we're going to hear from a gal who is truly an extraordinarily successful entrepreneur. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Chances are you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here talking about the values and the actions that make 
some entrepreneurs extraordinarily successful. We've talked a little bit about facing fears. And the next point is that they don't do it all alone. And believe me, I learned this the hard way. I have my own dream, and that is to take my conferences, which I call Make It Happen, and they're conferences for women and uh, in support of helping them grow their dream and grow their business, and to have those conferences in four different cities of the United States and eventually, who knows, globally every year. And well, let me tell you, I've been stuck. I've had that dream for a while and I haven't made it happen until one week in one week, mind you, I had three different, very successful people say, Marla, you can't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Nobody does something of that magnitude by themselves. And I thought about that, and so it hit me that there was this perfect person in my life who could be a conference partner who could do this aspect of my business with me. And I'll tell you what, we have achieved more in the last three weeks than I've achieved in two years, and we already have sponsors lining up, and we already have people who want to participate lining up, and it is just moving along beautifully. And there's another aspect. You know, think about delegating. Honestly, how many of you will admit to being control freaks about your business, right? It's so hard to delegate. It's so hard to let go of control. But you've heard it before. Successful people surround themselves with smart and resourceful people, right? So those people might be strategic partners or business partners, employees, advisors, mentors, and coaches. And these people are all crucial to success. Extraordinarily successful entrepreneurs listen as others express their opinions and advice and are able to trust other reliable people to carry out their parts of the mission, whether that be coming in to, to file the messy paperwork all over your desk, all the way up to marketing and selling your product and strategically partnering on you uh, with you on aspects of your business. So when, when you think about how you can create success by sharing your success with others and letting them be a part of that, start small if that's new to you. Outsource administrative and bookkeeping tasks and surround yourself with supportive, brilliant people who are read up on the leaders whom you most admire. Go ahead and read up on those leaders you most admire, rather, and make them virtual mentors. And we have someone on the line who I am very, very proud of because Brittany Hodak is one of my clients, and she and her partner, Kim Kopp, took their company to huge success in a very short length of time. In fact, today they are featured in advertising ages 40 under 40 list, which is just, wow, an amazing achievement. And so I asked Brittany this morning if she'd come on the show and share with us some of the values that she keeps in place and some of the things that she does pretty routinely and credits her success for Brittany. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Marla. Oh, I'm so excited. Now, everyone, I want to tell you that Kim and Brittany combine music, publishing, and merchandising to equal one amazing product, and that is called the Zine Pack. So you can go to their website to learn more about them and their very exciting product. It's Z-I-N-E-P-A-K.com. 
And so, Brittany, thanks so much for being here. Tell us what what are what would you say is the number one thing that you attribute your success to? A mindset, a value that you've brought into your business, a daily habit, anything like that? Share that with us. Well, I think it might sound a bit repetitive for the people that have been listening to the show the past little while, but what you've been talking about, about surrounding yourself with amazing, positive people and never being afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that Kim and I have learned from working with you and also from seeing it work in our own business. We are never shy to send an email to someone, whether it's a close friend or a business contact that we've worked with many times or somebody that we've read about you know, online or in a magazine, we are very active about reaching out to people and saying, hey, can you please help me? And sometimes that's asking someone to grab a drink with us or lunch with us or to introduce us to someone that they know, but we are not shy about asking for help. And we found that most of the time when you ask somebody for help, they're willing to help you, even if it's someone who isn't, you know, a close friend or part of your inner circle. If it's a small ask and if people know that you're always there to return the favor if they need something, people are so willing to help young business owners reach their dreams. Mm-hmm. And you have reached out some, some to some pretty remarkable people. Where do you think that you learned that from? Where did you and Kim learn that you need to reach out and ask for help? Because you know what? That's a lesson that people who are in their 50s and 60s still haven't learned oftentimes. How, how did you discover that? I think some of it came from necessity. When we started the business, we had our very limited bank of contacts of people that we knew, but what we also knew was that there were so many more people that we didn't know and that we had no access to, and so we wanted to do all of these great things, and we wanted to work with all of these people and create these projects, and we just realized we didn't know the people to make it happen, so it became a six degrees game of, okay, let's go on Facebook, and let's go on LinkedIn, and let's Google stalk people. Kim and I joke all the time about Google stalking people, where we look them up and say, who do we know that knows someone that we need to get in touch with, and it became really a necessity because we knew that us cold calling or cold emailing someone who had never heard of us and didn't know what we did or why they should work with us, there would be so much more credibility if that introduction or request was coming from someone who had an existing relationship with them. So that's something that we've really tried to make a core principle of the way we reach out to people and the way we ask people to help us expand our network. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you that is, and, and you, you and Kim are by most measurements very young to to have achieved the success that you've achieved so far. You've made the forty under forty, but actually, I think you've got to get up there on Inks thirty under thirty because you're still both under thirty, right? Yes, and that's one of our biggest goals for the year is to make the Ink thirty under thirty list because we're both huge fans of the magazine. And uh, Kim made a joke today that usually we we don't like being the youngest people in the room, but to make the 40 under 40 list as we're both in our 20s was something that we were very much okay with. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I'm so proud of you both. You you are amazing individuals and amazing minds and entrepreneurs. You just are so creative. And I think that's another another quality that both you and Kim share is the creativity and that 
you know, allowing yourself to think big and think outside that box is, is a part of what makes you so successful. How do you do that? Does it feel risky to you when you, when you say, okay, we're just going to get creative here. We're just going to try something we've never tried before, you know, throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. How's that feel? You know, it feels like a lot of fun, and it doesn't feel like something that's risky because it feels very low pressure. And I think Kim and I have surrounded ourselves with some amazing people. We have some great people on the senior zine pack team and and some really close confidants that are sort of part of that inner circle. And I could not tell you the number of times we've come up with a crazy idea. And if it's a terrible idea, we'll be the first ones to laugh about it. And Kim would probably tell you that I am more guilty of that than she is. I sort of have that entrepreneurial bug of I get an idea at 3 o'clock in the morning and think it's amazing and type out, you know, a crazy 700-word email about this, you know, revolutionary thing that, that we need to do. And she'll call me the next morning and say, Brittany, this is crazy. So I think when when you have that sort of open dialogue of being able to have a, a system of checks and balances in place, it helps that creativity flow because there's no there's no negative that's going to come from it. And and the worst that's going to happen is we're going to laugh and say, okay, that was a crazy idea. Let's, let's try to think of something a little more plausible. I love that. So you're not afraid to quote unquote fail and you move forward without, without fear. I think that's wonderful. You have a really, really remarkable business plan in place. I will say as a business coach, but what makes it remarkable is that it's four words. Share that with us, will you? Our business plan is make money, have fun. And that's a business plan that was born from when Kim and I were founding the company. There was a company that was interested in buying a stake in the company, even before we started, just based on the idea. And when we were in talks with them and deciding whether or not we would sell a stake in the company, they said, you need a business plan. So Kim and I got together and, you know, we said, okay, we'll, we'll, We'll work on a business plan and we'll get back to you. And she and I went and we sat at a Starbucks and we said, all right, we need a business plan. And we were probably there for three hours. And everything that we tried to add on to it, we said, you know, we don't need. We we got it covered. This is the plan. We're starting a business because we want to make money and we want to have fun. And those are the, the two checks and balances that we will assign to every decision we make when we determine whether or not we're going to take on a project, when we decide whether or not we're going to hire someone or expand into a new area or start working in a new vertical. Are we going to make money? If we're not, we shouldn't do it. Are we going to have fun? If not, we shouldn't do it. And we really couldn't get to the place where we felt comfortable adding more to the business plan. So we went back the next day and said, okay, this is it. We have our business plan. We were very excited, and we thought that they were going to love it. They were not impressed, and they told us it was not a business plan. Um, And so we said, okay, well, thank you very much for your interest. We feel like this is our business plan, and if you can't get on board with this, then we probably shouldn't move forward as partners because this is our plan, and this is what's going to do how we run our business. And that just shows us how strong your values are and the values that you're bringing into this business and how engaged with those values you are. Brittany, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your your wonderful insights with us today. And I'd like to um, let our audience know that you can learn more about Kim and Brittany over at Zinepak, Z-I-N-E-P-A-K.com. And go to AdvertisingAgesAdAge.com and look 
look at the 40 under 40 and uh, check out some, some fun and interesting stuff there as well. Thank you, Brittany. And we'll see you all back here in just a couple of minutes. Thanks, Myla. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection. With host Mary Simaluka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding the quest for money, possessions, and things. And are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes. Then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now... These deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on Toginet.com. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine, that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude. And thanks for being here so much. Thanks for being here today. We're talking about the values that extraordinarily successful entrepreneurs bring into their business. And so far, we've talked about facing their fears and not doing it all alone. And we had a wonderful guest just briefly on our show, Brittany Hodak. And Brittany is one of the co-founders of ZinePack, ZinePack.com. And, you know, one of the things that really ties in with what we've talking, with what we've been talking about is that they know they can't do it all alone. And the next value or the next thing is that extraordinary entrepreneurs are willing to change directions for the greater good. And one of the things that Brittany was talking about was that they're willing to just, as I said, throw something at the wall, see if it sticks. And if not, not beat themselves up, not, 
you know, go on and on with on a sinking ship forever, but change directions. And that's exactly what they're doing. An entrepreneur is at the helm of his or her company, and they understand that they need to change course from time to time. That is, if they're an extraordinarily successful entrepreneur. Now, determination is an admirable quality, right? You know, we have to be determined. We have to have that stick-to-itiveness in order to be successful. But stubbornness is not an admirable quality, folks, okay? So sometimes we just want to prove that we weren't wrong. Sometimes we want to make something work in spite of our marketplace. Sometimes we want to stick to a failing idea just because we don't have another idea, okay? But I can tell you that when you let go of that idea, when you let go of your commitment to it, if it is not working, and you sit back down at the drawing board and you have truly just allowed it to be whatever it is, that your creativity will start flowing again. Successful entrepreneurs know that ideas change shape and that the end result may not be exactly as originally intended. Sometimes an entrepreneur's knowledge and experience simply doesn't match that of an advisor or a senior level employee and they need to set their ego aside and embrace input from other people, someone whose experience exceeds their own. And that's not easy to do. We talked about ego earlier on. And the, the things that feel, here's, here's a good way to check if you're, you're taking your next step out of ego or out from a, from a good solid place inside that feels more secure and grounded. If it feels good, okay, if you say, okay, I am going to X, Y, and Z, and I feel really confident and good about this, stop and check in. Check in with your physical self. A lot of people don't do this. And one way to test whether or not something is a good move or whether or not you're prepared for it is to check in with your physical response to moving forward. If you're scared, that's okay. If there's fear in there, that's okay. But assess the fear. Is it because you're not ready? Is it because you don't have everything in place that you need to have in place? Now, we're not looking for perfection here, okay? And we're going to get to that point soon. Is it, is it because, if it's, it basically, is it founded in a very realistic place? Is it something that feels so out of line, alignment with your values that you have to stop and listen? A lot of people don't do that. I made a choice at one point that I knew was wrong. Well, probably more than one, but one really big one. And I knew this was a wrong choice deep down in my gut, but I kept pushing that away. I kept using my brain to logic my way into making this choice because it was, it was something I really wanted. That was ego. That was ego. This is something I really, 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 really wanted. And if I didn't take the plunge now, I wouldn't be able to have it. And all the good things were this, this, and this. And then the bad column was over here. And believe me, it was long. But I didn't listen to it. So extraordinarily successful entrepreneurs are willing to change directions, make different decisions for the greater good. 
of the business, themselves, their families, their financial future. Remember that. Now, here's a little bonus tip around that thought. Listen to your customers, okay? If your products and services don't change with the demands and the desires of the consumer, they are going to fail. I've run into this all too often where people come onto the market with a product, especially in the, in the products arena, but also in the services arena. And they say, well, people should want this. There's a need out there for this. You know, I have this problem all the time. And so I invented a cure. And so certainly others want this and it needs to be just like that because I say so. Well, that's not so true. If you believe that that product is is rolling out in the perfect way just because you say it is, remember, others may have a very different idea. So be flexible and open-minded about change. Ask the consumers, ask your target customers, and I am not, friends, talking about family and friends because they got to love you anyway. And so they're going to say anything that's going to make you happy. All right. So ask your target market. Ask people you don't know. Set up focus groups through people you don't know and get feedback on your product or service, especially when you're rolling out a new product. Okay. Now, here's a big one. This is where so many people get stuck. These extraordinarily successful entrepreneurs. Well, they're not afraid to fail. They fail often, and they are willing to fail quickly. And when Brittany was on air, we actually talked a little bit about that, that she and her partner, Kim, can actually laugh about things that don't work. They throw it out there and see if it works, and if not, okay, they reel it back in. So what do we mean when we say fail often and or fail quickly and fail quickly? It means that, let's see, my best example is a, a client who came to me with a line of cosmetics. Uh, actually, they weren't cosmetics. They were facial cleansing products. And she wanted to roll out this entire line of cleansing products because she thought, that they were absolutely amazing. And I'm sure they were. I never got to try them, but I'm sure they were. But she didn't have the money to roll them all out because she spent the money in R&D and especially more D and less R. So she really spent most of her money developing a product. And so she didn't have the money to roll out the line. And, you know, so two things are important there to see that, if you don't develop the whole line all at once before you even know that it's going to go out there and be successful, you would have some money to get your product to market. She did not. And so I said to her, you don't want to roll out the whole line. You don't know if it's going to be successful. You're not a movie star, okay? A movie star can get away. You know, you have all these Victoria Principal and other movie stars who have rolled out cosmetic lines, and they're very successful because of who they are. But this gal was not. So I said, roll out one cream. One of the things, the cleanser, um, is, is the most critical component here. Roll that product out first and see what happens. And sure enough, you know, it didn't work out. And, and she, she was glad that she was able to roll the one out because she could make changes to the branding and, and the things that needed changing without having to go back and redo the full line. 
So there's a big difference, remember, between entrepreneurs who see failures as missed opportunities and those who see them as learning experiences. So don't think that you've missed an opportunity if something doesn't work out. Learn from it and move on. Move on and apply that learning to all of your next steps. Remember, extraordinary entrepreneurs quickly let go of any guilt or blame associated with loss. Okay, they're strategic about the next move and they have a recovery plan in place. And they also know how to mitigate risk. And that is, in this example, not rolling out the full line. That would have been absolutely catastrophic for this young entrepreneur. And it wasn't catastrophic. It ended up to be to the best of her advantage. So the bonus tip here is when you have an idea, explore its viability and hop on it. You know, launch a limited version of your idea and see where it goes. Learn from the experience and listen to the feedback. This is another gigantic area error that I see entrepreneurs making. And that is that they want everything to be perfect, perfect, perfect. I have a dear friend who has has a, a self-help business and she has spent the last 20 years designing the business and the products and she hasn't rolled it out yet because it has to be perfect. You know what? It's never going to get to market because got news for you folks. It's never going to be perfect. Look at Facebook. Use Facebook as an example of that. Facebook is far, 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 far from perfect. Okay. But. It was rolled out in a, in a limited version, in a limited format, and eventually grew. And it continues to grow. They're releasing new things all the time. They're releasing a new uh, search feature soon. It's in beta right now. That is going to make such a huge difference for the users. So don't strive for perfection. Roll it out. Look at what fails. Look at what succeeds and make a combination of, of new ideas, new whatever it is that needs to be new and the things that worked and then get that out. Okay. So again, if you want to, if you are taking notes here, don't worry about it because this is, is an article. This is taken from an article that I wrote a while on ink and you can just go to ink.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco. And it is the one that is entitled six things extraordinarily successful people do six things extraordinarily successful people do. You'll see that over at ink.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco. And so we will be back in a little bit. Thanks again for joining me here today. You can learn more about me at MarlaTabaka.com. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. 
So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So you need a business loan and you think you can't get it? Okay, make sure and go on over to Inc. and check out this week's article, Four Tips for Getting a Business Loan. That's it. Four Tips for Getting a Business Loan. Clear, succinct, wonderful advice. So if you need cash, boost your odds of getting a business loan with these simple four tips. INC, Inc. Dot com slash author slash Marla hyphen tabaka. And you can always send me your ideas and your questions and your thoughts at Marla at Marla tabaka dot com. All right. Number five. We've got two more to go in this very last segment of the show. Extraordinary people are authentic. They stay true to their values. Okay, Brittany talked earlier about her business plan. Those values are important to them, that financial freedom, make money, first two words, and fun, have fun. Make money, have fun. That's their business plan. And I'll tell you what, it must be working for them because they're doing really, 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 really well. And so think about what your values are. That's the first step, right? Because our values guide us through our decisions. Remember what Brittany said earlier in the show is that if they're not going to make money at a new idea, whatever the decision coming up is, and they're not going to have fun doing it, then it doesn't work. It doesn't fit in with them. And so they simply don't do it. And I can attest to that. 
So our values guides us values guide us through our decisions, right? They also get us through the difficult times. And a good example of that is is when someone has a strong value of of faith or wholeness or or something that applies to their spirituality, right? Spirituality and faith believing gets us through difficult times. Um, when when you're down, for instance, and, and you don't feel like facing the world, if you have a strong value in fun, remember, you've got to push yourself a little harder and you've got to make sure that you're having fun in your life in spite of being down. Because when we lose sight of our values, that's when we lose sight of the very core of our inner beings, of who we are, what makes us tick. And if you're not ticking, your business is not talking. So you've got to stay true to your values. Extraordinary people understand that their most important values dictate their corporate culture and they assist them in developing their why. Now, what is a why? Well, I call this the vision beyond the vision. Okay, why are you in business? Brittany and Kim are in business because they want to make money and they want to have fun doing it. There's more to it, of course, but those are their core values. And and so I one of the things that I note about the really and truly financially successful entrepreneurs is that there is this vision beyond the vision that it's not just about building a business. Brittany and Kim want others to have fun too. They want to connect people with the things that make them smile, make them feel joy, make them laugh, make them, you know, feel connected, whatever it is. They want to be a catalyst to that. Okay. So they're extending that value to their customers and clients as well. And so it's important that you are very, very clear on what your top values are and bring those values into your corporate culture so that your culture honors those values as well. And I look at uh, Tony Shea over at Zappos, Zappos.com. If you haven't heard of Zappos, uh, which I'm sure most of you have if you're in business, they are just a leading example of corporate culture. And I've also interviewed the coach who helped them to develop that that very, very famous corporate culture. And you'll see that over at Inc.com. Uh, so look for that article as well if this is a topic that intrigues or interests you in some way. But even if you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, or a solo practitioner. Your values and your corporate culture are very important. Even if Kim and Brittany didn't have employees, which they do, that have fun and that make money value are very important to them. So Zappos brings their values into the workplace. This is one of the only places that you'll find where lunches are free for employees. They have a fabulously gifted life coach, not a business coach, not a career coach, not an executive coach, a life coach right there in their premises. That is because they want their employees to feel appreciated. They want them to be healthy and whole and and to embrace Zappos as a way of life. And so they, you can read more about that at, at Inc. But this is just, to me, one of the most amazing examples. So 
The bonus tip here is to consider the qualities and experiences that are most important to you. This way you can identify your top values and live by them. Remember that when you're out of sync with your desires, you have to revisit those values because they are a roadmap leading to happiness and success. So whenever I'm feeling down or um, I'm not achieving the things that I want to achieve or I'm just feeling off kilter, I look at my values and I think about those values. I think, okay, you know, when was the last time that I did this, this, or this? When was the last time that I connected with that part of myself? When was the last time that I spent a night out with my, my most wonderful, brilliant, fun friends? Because that's just really, really critical to me. And I don't tick if, if I'm not spending time with people I truly care about. So go ahead and and review your values. You can do that simply by asking yourself, what is the most important thing in the world to me? The very most important thing in the world to me. Now a lot of people will say value will say family when you ask them that question. And I push harder. Family, of course, family is important. But in order for your family to be happy and for you to be happy with your family, you need more. Okay? If you were in a house with your family 24-7 and you didn't necessarily have food to put on the table or enough money to do the things that are important to you, being with the family is not going to be as critical to you because you would feel the need to get out and provide for the family, right? So while family can certainly be a top value, if you're an entrepreneur, I'm going to push you harder and say there's more, there's more. Family is critical, but there's something critical to family that you might be missing. So dig deep, keep asking, is this the most important thing in the world to me? What, What is that? What makes me tick? Okay, so remember those values are your roadmap leading to success and happiness. Number six, and lastly, now, of course, there are more things in these six. These are just things I'm writing about in this particular article and speaking about today. But the last one is that they give generously of themselves. And again, in that very brief conversation that we had with Brittany earlier on in the show, we covered so much because she said most people are willing to help. They want to help, and this is so true. You know that this country has, oh, I, I wish I could remember the exact number, but we have more millionaires than you than you would think. And those millionaires are not on television and writing books that are on the bestsellers list necessarily. They're not living in Australia. Aust- Okay, that word. Uh, big houses. <laughs> uh, they are possibly your next door neighbors, depending, of course, on where you live, because they're not going to live live in poverty necessarily. But they're in neighborhoods, just like yours and mine. And they do. They give back. They want to help others. Recently, I reached out to an author who I have admired for many years. This person is is someone I would consider a virtual mentor. I'd never met him, never spoke to him, but I've I've followed him in in social media. And when I emailed his assistant, I really didn't expect a response. But what I got 
in the end, was a 90-minute phone call with this virtual mentor, okay? He not only shared his wisdom and answers my, answered my questions, but he inquired about me, my life, and my business. He cared. He wanted to know. He listened. In fact, he acted as though no one else existed in the entire world during that time together, which made me feel remarkable, Extraordinary people want to help others to become successful, so they don't show envy. Rather, they demonstrate pride and admiration for others who achieve their dreams. So learn from teaching others. Find opportunities to share what you know without imposing your beliefs on others. Give from the heart and don't don't attach strings, okay? No strings attached here. This act alone breeds success. Giving, giving, and giving. Remember... You learn from teaching and you, you spread success by teaching and by standing by other people. So how can you take what you know and reach out and help other people? One of the most important things I said in this sentence was without imposing your beliefs on others. Okay. Your way is not the only way to do things. All you can do is offer your insights and your experience. Don't tell others what to do. That's very important. Don't tell others what to do. Just offer your insights and experience and let them come to their own conclusions. That's an important aspect of teaching. So how did I do that? Well, I started writing. I started blogging. And before you know it, Inc. Magazine found me and said, hey, come over and write for us. Share what you know with with our readers because we probably have a lot more of them. And they did. And so I did. And here I am today on this podcast. No one pays me to do this. I do this because I want to help people. And so hopefully that will stand as a good example for you. And my virtual mentor, he wanted to help me. And that felt really good. And I learned a lot. So I hope this was helpful for you today. You can always send your comments to me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. Make sure to join me next week as well, because next week I'm interviewing the wealthy bag lady, Linda Hollander. And if you want to find a paying sponsor, paying sponsor, yes, for your business, your book, your conference or event, Linda is going to show us how in next week's Million Dollar Mindset program. So please make sure and join us. And in the meantime, you have yourself a an extraordinarily successful week. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining me. And go on over to my website, MarlaTabaka.com. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've